Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 82 of the Zus Show. It feels great. It feels lovely to be back. Back. Not virtual, you know what I'm saying? In person. Be in person. Um, but before we get into you know, today's hottest topics and whatnot, I just want to rehash you guys, as always, with the previous episodes. So on episode 81 of the Caesar Show, uh, you know, we got a little deep with things, you know, uh, race in the United States, um, you know, the death of George Floyd. Uh, obviously, we, you know, went into NBA topics, you know, Matt Barnes talking about his ring not counting as one, Bradley Beal and John Wall coexisting, Pierce comments about LeBron, um, Dame wanted to sit out much, much more. So um, I hope today, uh, you know, we can fill you with some great content. So without further ado, I haven't said this in a long time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my board, for my co-host, Trade Day XXIV. What's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? Happy to be back in the spot for real. The real deal. Yeah, COVID fist bump. You already know. But nah, man, it's, uh, it's good to be back. Stuff's getting rolling. Um, the dimensions are changing. So uh, just just really happy to be here, man. Ready to pod, man. Yeah, and let's, let's get it, man. So... Ah man, I, I just feel like these past this past week and a half, honestly, is just taking a mental toll on all of us. Um, but some good things have came about it as well too. So um, obviously, you know, the biggest thing now is you know, you know George Floyd and uh, you know what went about it. So you know after his death and whatnot, you know for those officers, nothing really happened to him, you know, um, at all. And uh, they finally got some justice um, as well, too. So just looking up on this website right here, BBC, if you guys can hurry up. Let me see right quick. So I think um, Derek Chauvin, the one who actually need, uh, need him in the neck, is that his name? Yeah. He was charged with second degree murder. Um and then also, I believe Thomas Lane had been charged with aiding and abetting. He got charged with second-degree murder as well, too. Um, Alexander Quang, he got charged with second-degree manslaughter. And uh, Tao Tao, the one who basically, the Asian dude who basically was just looking at everything going on as well, too, he got charged with second-degree manslaughter as well, too. Um, it's just kind of crazy how it took... Millions of people to protest, millions of people to be routed, routed up and whatnot for all that to happen. Like, yeah. if they if they just did their due diligence, then none of this would have happened as well, too, which was which was ridiculous. But I'm glad that um, you know justice was served in some type of way as well, too. So, more importantly, were these protests. Um, I enjoyed these protests, at least from you know Richmond's standpoint. Um, obviously, it started off with. You know, people looting as well, too. And um, from there, a couple of businesses got destroyed and whatnot, um, which sucked. You know, as time passed by, uh, definitely got more peaceful as well, too. I actually was able to go to one uh, this past Friday as well. It wasn't a march or anything, but we were at the Robert E. Lee Memorial. Um, I felt pretty good. You know, my biggest thing was going out there and getting myself exposed, being around other people. But I felt pretty good because although there was a lot of people, I still felt like I was distant from everyone there mm-hmm. as well, too. Obviously, I had my mask on. I had my hand sanitized on deck as well, too. But we're more so paying homage to Breonna Taylor because that was her birthday. And she would have been 27th if she were still alive. So um, people had, you know, 
talked about, you know, issues that were going on. Um, people had open poetry, just expressing how they felt. People, you know, had their rhymes and, and it was just beautiful. Um, they also had like a little prayer station as well too, which was great. Um, and it really just put a lot of things back into perspective as well too. So, um, I was glad to be a part of that. Um, and you know, they had different stations, um, you know, donating for the cause as well too. So I definitely donated as well, but, uh, it was great. You know, it, it sucks with the looting. Like I get why people would be upset. Um, especially when you're attacking minority owned businesses as well too. That always sucks. But <laughs> I said this to my friend earlier today when I was speaking with him, I said, sometimes for our point to get across, it's going to get like that. Sometimes I feel like it's a necessary evil in a way yeah. uh, for that to happen. But you know, what were your thoughts with, you know, everything going on as well too? Uh, first off, uh, rest in peace to all, um, it's all that you know has happened, uh, and who they who they've happened to to the families. Uh, my condolences. Um, it's a uh, it's a tough one, um, and, but it's always tough, you know. Built for it by design in a lot of ways, just because we have you know we've stood this for so many so many years. Um, it's good that the officers are getting charged. Uh, I think. The immediate forms of justice, per se, have been good. Uh, it's not equal by any means yet. You know, like the officer Hell. officer getting charged with like third degree murder, or then they upgraded they upgraded to second degree, something like that. Yeah, they've upgraded it and stuff like that. When if it had had been in a different scenario, in a different skin, then he would have you know got first degree probably off the back, just like that, which it was. First degree murder. He's sitting there on his neck for eight minutes. He's on his neck for eight minutes. I mean, who needs to do that for eight minutes? When somebody is restrained, they are restrained. He wasn't going anywhere. Uh, that's the first off. So I hope we're not satisfied with just that ruling. I hope we keep pushing. Um, it's good. It's like they're giving us piece by piece by piece, which is not equality in a lot of ways because – it's like, look, I want to be with you right here, right? And then I'm like, all right, cool, I got you. I want to be with you right here. I got you. Like, all right, I got you. I got you. But they're still going up, and I'm still trying to approach you. You're only giving me a piece by piece as you keep elevating off my work and my back and my uh, downfall and my tragedy, you know? So I, I hope we keep that clear vision in mind. Look, it's not equality yet because if it had been a different scenario – then somebody of a different background probably would have got first-degree murder for that. Or if it was a different scenario, it would have been first-degree murder. But because of the system of policing, because of the system of of systematic oppression, because of the system of that is in this country and set in place and that has operated for so many years, it... It's not happening like that. So we need to stay vocal. Um, I got to give a big shout out to everybody that's out there protesting. Everybody's out there, you know, marching. Everybody that's out there doing their thing. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. It doesn't go on deaf ears. It doesn't go, uh, you know, without us really, like, appreciating it. And if, and if you are of a different background, you know, and you're genuine and you're really trying to understand and you're really trying to support that doesn't go unnoticed, you know? So everything, 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 uh, it means a lot. Uh, to get to RVA, I was actually around 
on, on Saturday. So I was around and about, um, went to go protest, but also just to kind of protect the people that I knew were going to be down there to protest. Um, so we were down there. It was it was an interesting scene. I've been preaching from my social medias a lot uh, to stay organized, right? To to be vigilant because there are groups of people that will come and they will act a certain way that isn't peaceful, that isn't for the movement, that isn't for everybody else's benefit, just to just to glorify themselves, just to hijack stuff in certain ways. So I'm always saying, be safe. Plan your own events so you know what's kind of going on. So you kind of have coordination with the powers that may be or that 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 could be involved in those. So um, Richmond that that kind of went into us being in a curfew. Uh, it, it was a, it was a scary time on Saturday night. Uh, it was it was an interesting time and it was a scary at the same time. Uh, and I'm glad that the statues are coming down. Maybe because of that. Do you think that it's the because of that that night's protest? It came down. Or you think it's because of the multiple and nonviolent ones. Are you do you think that the violence kind of got their message? The violence definitely got the majority a little a little scared. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and um and there's so many ways to protest, guys. Uh yeah. let's not be complacent and just walking in the streets because if you keep begging for something you've been begging for for years, all you're going to get is crumbs. All right? Let's let's keep pushing the envelope forward. Um I won't go super deep into violence, nonviolence, this, that, and the third. And but 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 I will say that if violence is used against a group of people or is used over and over again in a scenario, and the person that is being the, the violence is being used against finally steps up and uses violence, then you can't say, Oh, you're using violence, you approach it should be peaceful. No, that's a step towards equality because violence has to be combated with violence in order to get the attention of the person that's using violence with you or else you'll always be dehumanized. You'll always be put back in third, fourth, fifth place, three-fifths of a man, you know? Uh, so so that, that that's my take on that. Um, shout out to everybody in the movement. Please, please, please don't put it down. Please don't, uh, don't, don't, get caught up in a craze, in a trend. Um, it's every day, you know, take it one step at a time. Uh, unplug, worry about your mental health. Also unite with one another and let's keep this thing going, all right? For sure, I, I, I agree with that as well too. So um, yeah, my biggest thing is like, like what you said, uh, don't take your foot off the gas. Um, I know for some it's gonna be a trend, you can just tell. Um, as well too, but it just feels a little different. I don't know why the energy just feels a little different. I never seen a movement go on this long through the social media era, at least with us in our generation as well too. Like I see things constantly Coming every up. single day with people showing their love and support, um, you know, and their will to you know make things change. But the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway, honestly, for change to truly come is we have to vote. You know, what I'm saying a lot of people don't like to vote, they think their vote doesn't matter, but in theory, if one person don't vote, yes, I get it, but think about it, like, if you vote and you're encouraging other people to vote, that's going to get the numbers up as well, too, um, so it's not even just from, you know, a national level with presidency as well, too, you know what I'm saying, county, city, state, all that, like, all that matters, where you live matters, so definitely, you know, go register to vote, because 
you know, that's where the, you know, true um, changes will happen. And, you know, I hope we eventually get a reform with the police, police reform um, as well, too, because we definitely need to get some things changed around as well, too. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's that's good. And shout out to NBA players, you know, again and again and again and again. Whenever something happens, they're always – the first to attack it. You know, yeah. I saw people like John Wall, Westbrook, DeMar DeRozan, Steph Curry, Aisha Curry, Chris Middleton, Giannis, um, Matt Barnes, Kyle Lowry, Harrison Barnes, like all of them, you know, being a part of protests, all of them utilizing their platform to spread awareness um, and love as well, too. So shout out to them as well. So um, it's just, it's just been great. And another thing as well, too, is like, this past couple of weeks, especially this past week, has been pretty eye-opening as well, too. You, you start to realize, like, who's with it and who's not. And I'm just at that point, I'm like, yo, if you're not with it, then I'm not with you. You know what I'm saying? I had to call some people out. Uh, I'm not even going to say their names or anything. I just had to call up some people out to be like, yo, like, are you are you about equality? Like, silent isn't the answer. Silent is ignorant as well, too. So... My biggest thing is, you know, especially if you're white as well, too, don't ever feel uncomfortable, you know, with the situation. I mean, you weren't a part of the problem back in the day, but you're still part of the problem if you're silent. So all we ask is for you to not be ignorant, educate yourself with everything that's going on, show some empathy, and don't be afraid to be uncomfortable to talk about certain situations amongst your peers, um, people you're around every single day. And I feel like if you can do that, then there's no real problem. I don't think so at all. Which leads me to <clears throat> Drew Brees. Oh, man. Um, Drew Brees has caught a lot of heat, um, and as he should as well, too. So... Basically, Drew Brees was essentially asked about, you know, I'll just get into the excerpts as well, too. Um, Let me see. I want to get the exact quote. (laughs) I want to get the exact quote. Boy, Drewski. May have lost one, brother, man. He might get sacked a few more times next year. I don't know. Uh, Dude, I was going to say that as well, too. They might Um, like him right up the middle. Anyways, uh, where does it start? Hold on. Ah, man, I wish I, I had the actual quote a couple days ago, but let me see. Okay, there we go. Drew Brees comment. Yeah. So, I mean, to make a long story short, if I don't find this as well, too, basically what he was saying was um, – one of the interviewers asked him, you know, with everything that's going on um, and, you know, the, the the one of the reasons why – this is one of the reasons why Colin Kaepernick, you know, did this. Like, what are your thoughts on everything? Um, and he said that I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Let me just tell what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played. And when I look at the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, that brings me to tears. 
thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just to those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movement of the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. Is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go, but I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart, it shows unity. It shows that we're all in this together and we can do this better um, and that we're all part of the solution as well, too. So um, he took a, he caught a lot of slack, as he should as well, too. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, I feel like being African-American, we're just very forgiving. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of times, at least for me, I was just trying to figure out, you know, um, I was just trying to find a way to forgive him. Okay. Um, and I try, to, I try to as well. And my whole thing was, like, after trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in some type of way, I'm just like, dude, you live in New Orleans. Dude, like 80 to 90% of the NFL, at least your teammates, are black. You're in a, you're in a country, I mean, you're in a city where it's predominantly black as well, too. So for you to say something like that, that's kind of disrespectful and that's kind of insensitive as well, too. So my thing is like, like what's like what's up with you, bro? And for him to, you know, obviously bring in, you know, people fighting um, through the military, the corps as well, too, World War II, like, let's not get it twisted. You know, I was even watching Detroit the other day. Like, a lot of African Americans also fought alongside um, for the war as well, too. And the thing is, when they came back from the war, they were denied their civil still rights. Vote. They were still, tre- getting still treated like vote. shit. So if you don't understand why Cap is taking a knee for the racial injustices, the police brutality, everything that's going on, then fuck you, for real. That's how I feel, to be honest. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's a hot take. I need a hot take button, but uh, a hot <laughs> take. Um, I am... Not surprised. Exactly. It's like you're not surprised, but it's like... But but follow me here. Okay. Nor at this point in the game am I caring what somebody who uh, the system of privilege and is designed to capitalize and designed to benefit... I'm not surprised when they're misinformed, when they speak out of term, or or when you know their opinion isn't following the movement or the uh, the appropriate response of the time. Nor currently do I care, mm-hmm. because from a from a coverage standpoint, they'll cover that and not what's really going on for us. You yeah. know, they'll, they'll, they'll put his in quotes and they'll run it over and over and over again to let you know, oh, he said this, when somebody else died, when we need to know this is happening, when, you know, this, that, that and the third, you know? So, keep it down. Keep going. So, and I think it's so important from a movement standpoint that if he says that, and he takes it back and he wants to be educated further and he wants to help out and he wants to donate. All right. His teammates like, and the people that are close to him, the people that did reach out to him and said what they said to him and made him recant his statement, which the first one was some trash. All right. The first one was, was BS. The second, I mean, but the second one when he apologized was a lot better. All right. There's people that are close to him that can't do that. But as far as 
the, 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 the demographic of this movement is made up by so many people, and if it, and if it's us, you know, it's made up of so many of us that might like sports, that might like stand a third, but it's just it becomes another distraction to be like, oh, he did this, he did what, he did oh oh dang. Meanwhile, somebody else got a knee in their back, somebody else got killed, somebody or you know, there's there's stuff we should be worried about that shouldn't be his comments because he's already in a place of privilege. For 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 me, it's like yo, don't take your eyes off the prize. We got to keep going. We got to keep going, and, and and now with him saying that in the position that he is, um, uh, I think it's detrimental to him for one. You have <laughs> probably a team, eighty five percent, not seventy percent, full of full of African Americans, black, you know, uh, uh, people that whether they get the voice it or not, because that is a a, a, a business that's run. By by a majority, or as far as you know, financial financials go. Um, even if they don't say, it, get to say, it, yo, you have to understand it. You can't be saying stuff out of line like that. But there is a p- place of privilege where you probably didn't even understand that he couldn't say that. Or, the thing is, know? is like I get that it's a place place of privilege. You know what I'm saying? But like I like I pointed to you, like it just doesn't make sense how he's within this community around predominantly black people every single day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, keep going. Uh, I mean, and, and that, that goes into some of, some of the protests, which are great protests. But I, I'd have to say that there is a very predominant, like, so we'll say we'll relate it to the Richmond protest, and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it back to Drew Brees. But, right. So we're walking down Monument, and there's very expensive houses on Monument. But as far as the Richmond region, right, where is the money at in the Richmond region? The biggest money, probably. Downtown. Downtown. Give me another one. Short pump. Short pump. <laughs> Glen Allen. You know, the people, the people that the urban sprawl, right? Like, <laughs> really, really. Let, let, let's get let's get deep with it, right? So they they're going out there. They're in their communities. That's why people are like I saw things like let's protest at short pump. And as far out as that is from maybe safety for us that maybe live in urban downtown area, I'm like, yo, that might get their get their attention because people can. Turn on their TV, say, "Oh, the black folks are marching." Turn it off, go and like live their nice privileged life, whether it be white, this, that, and the third. But they can turn it on and off. They can they can subscribe to our hurt, and and unsubscribe to our hurt whenever they feel like it, right? Yeah, right. That's why. That's why the biggest thing about some of this is is you got to hurt their pockets, bro. You got to vote. You got to say this, that, and the third. So it doesn't surprise me because even though Drew Brees is probably around black people a lot of times, uh, and, and, but but Drew, Bri- Drew Brees, and that's privilege. You can still subscribe to, to, to the struggle that's going on around you. If, if I'm in a pizza shop and from the day I'm born, you come bring me pizza every single day, every single day. And then one day, you know, you I hear some ruggets in the back, but you're still bringing me that pizza. And then you ask me, man, like, yo... I don't know what's going on, bro. They're not treating me right in the back. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But you know, like, I've been eating pizza from this shop for a while now. Yeah. I need you to keep bringing me that pizza. That is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a place of privilege. You have to bring me that pizza for your living. You have to. You have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so I don't, I'm not surprised by that. I think that Drew Brees, um, is, is, this is a wake up for him. Yeah. And, and, and I don't take away from what he's did for the community down there in New Orleans, like probably how he, his relationship with his black with his black teammates, and and he probably spoke out of term, right? Because 
it's it's a big pie, and some of his pie just wasn't. He should he said what he shouldn't have said. It didn't make any sense to stand up there. I think that he knows now that he shouldn't have said any of that. But you know that that is what it is. We're gonna hear a lot of that. Like even Michael Porter uh, Williams, right? Right. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Said what he said a few weeks ago, but you know we're gonna see a lot of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm a forgiving person. I just feel some type of way right now, so um, I'm more concerned about his teammates. Like, do you think that's gonna cause a divide, or they're just gonna like brush under the rug? Like, do you think they can coexist? Because I know some people in in sports get stuck in their ways too. So. In sports, bro, winning cures everything. Winning does cure everything. You know, but it's like I feel like with football, as opposed to every other sport, you got to be the most in sync, offense, defense, coaching, special teams, all that, and it feels more warlike to me. And it's like, dude, are you going to war for us or not? I think from a football standpoint, and I won't go into this on the podcast. We'll talk about it later. But uh, I think from a football standpoint. With him being the driven leader and being somebody that they can't rely on on the field and somebody that I think can apologize like he did, accept it, and address his teammate, the veteran leaders that are African-American, that are black, um, and address the team again like he probably will when training camp starts, when they're back all together. I think that it, it'll it'll be fine. Not to say it's going to get brushed under the rug. I think they'll have a long conversation longer than they probably would have had. I think they will. he will get educated. He will say his part of why he said it. But I think for him being the leader, the proven leader, and just being that town, and they, they know his actions rather than his words. I think I think uh, yeah, it'll I, go. You can say his track record speaks yeah. for him. It, it, speak, it speaks a lot better than what he just said. And and granted, we do live in a, in a social media moment that if you say something wrong, that's against... The, the 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 thoughts and I'm not calling I'm not downgrading our movement and our fighting for our black lives. Basically, yeah, you I mean yeah. you're right with whatever's trending. That's yeah, yeah, what's trending right now. Yeah, I, I'm not downgrading that, but I think we're we are all in, in a moment where you can get canceled so fast, right? Which we need to use to our advantage because we can cancel stuff, we can stop paying for stuff, we can stop buying stuff, we can hurt their pockets. They're gonna have to get with it or get lost, man. That's all. That's all it is. For sure, for sure. Do you think um, players uh, within the NFL should, you know, continue to take a knee this upcoming season? Um, I think now more than ever, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm all for protests. I'm all for shows and displays. But if we're going to be doing this stuff, we need to have very real results. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have very real, like, um, I was listening to a monologue on uh, with UVP Newton. It was a monologue, and it, it was like, you know, sometimes I think words hinder us mm-hmm. as human beings, right? So Roger Goodell just apologized. But if I'm taking the action of kneeling, right, I don't want to hear your words. I want action. I want funds to be allocated different places. I want when... A coach is black and he has a losing season because he just got hired that season with the worst team in the NFL. He doesn't have to leave the year afterward. You right? It takes like two, three years to actually get a program running. I want Colin Kaepernick, if he so chooses to play, because I'm not really sure if Colin Kaepernick wants to still play. I think he's I think he's a lot bigger, a lot larger than life in this activist role, right? 
and 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 if but if he so chooses to play and he can play, which we seen that he can play, that he should have a spot on an NFL team and not because they're suppressing him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, if we're gonna kneel, I want the action with that. We have to keep. Uh, and that's, that's the taste. I'm gonna say we want to keep. You know, we want to keep the foot, but we really want to stay down on the NFL because they won't change. They, these, if we take our eyes off them, it's like a kid. They, they'll keep doing what they're doing, right? We, they, they won't change. So I, I want Colin Kaepernick in the league. I want this, that, and the third. I want these changes to be made, but I don't want to kneel and nothing happen again. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, someone needs to get. I mean, not really. I guess it's Fox News, so it kind of makes sense. But Laura Ingraham. That's her um, program, bro. That's what she is. That's what she subscribes to, man. Come on now. Laura Ingraham was just wilding. So um, if you guys don't remember years ago, LeBron spoke his mind, um, you know, in regards to, you know, what's been going like what was going on. I think it was in more so in regards to Trump or maybe some policies or something like that. And she literally came on air and she basically told him, like, yo, you're an athlete. That's what you should just subject yourself to. So just basically shut up and dribble. Um, and then it's crazy when, when Drew Bree spoke his remark, she basically said, you know, he's a human being and he's entitled to his opinion. Yeah. Clearly she's racist. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sugarcoating that as well, too. But what I want to say is, like, that's why I love what players are doing, especially in the NBA, utilizing platforms like the uninterrupted. Um, I am more than an athlete and, and, and whatnot as well, too. Like, in general, when you are in school or just growing up, so many people tell you that, you know, just to stay in one lane or you're not going to be anything or whatnot. And with that platform, it kind of teaches you to, you know, expand your horizons. You don't just subject yourself to one thing as well, too. So I just want to bring notice to that. Um, as well, for real, for real. But, uh, you know, aside from all that, at the end of the day, let's get into some NBA topics yep. uh, for today as well, too. Dang, we just get to NBA topics. We just get I, into sheesh, it, right? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be condensed. Um, so the NBA returns on my birthday, <laughs> July the 31st. I remember I messaged you about that. Go on and big up yourself. <laughs> Forward. Um, I'm so excited, so excited, so excited. So there's going to be nine teams from the East and 13 teams from the West. And um, like I said, it's going to start July 31st, and teams are going to play eight regular season games. Um, and basically, there's going to be a plan for the AFC. So um, if you're the ninth seed and you're within four games of the eighth seed, there's going to be a play-in. So the ninth seed would need two wins, um, and the eighth seed would need one win. So let's say if the, if the, eight, if the ninth seed was four games behind the eighth seed and they had a play-in, if the AC just won one, once it's over, they're automatically staying for the playoffs. But if the ninth seed wins and upsets them that one game, then the second game is going to be a, a – uh, uh, what should we call it? A uh, basically winner takes all essentially okay. as well too. Um, so I love that idea as well. I was kind of curious of why um, more teams from the East didn't necessarily get a chance to – um, participate Crazy. in the ending of the regular season, but um, it makes sense. Uh, it definitely makes sense as well, too. So I love it. Um, I love it, though. <laughs> I love it. 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 
we finally got a spot in Orlando at the uh, Walt Disney Resort as well, too. I haven't really done my research, so I don't know exactly how many facilities there are. So there's I'm thinking like a shit ton of different facilities to play at. Because I was like, yo, is it going to kind of be like that AAU vibe where, yes. you know, one team plays and then like two hours later another team plays and whatnot? How, what would you think about yeah, that? Yeah, that's Orlando's like where like the big AAU championships happen. So like, there's more than one place to play at? I mean, there's there's one place to play at. Uh, no, there's just more than one. So there's a few sites, but the way they have the gyms set up, there's multiple, multiple courts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. as long as they rig it the right way, you know, so if it's a gym that might contain like eight courts or so like that, they rig it the right way uh, with the media, with the camera and stuff like that. They can have multiple games going on at once, but the media capturing one game at a time, but then like showing them mm-hmm. either – you know, back to back or, or or showing them, say, hey, we can just get this one site together. We can have two gyms and one, boom, two, boom, stuff like that. So there's plenty of space down there. And uh, I, I figured they were going to go with Orlando either way. I think Vegas would have been good, but it would have been a little bit too, uh, too accessible to outside sources in a way. So, okay. so. Uh, Orlando is kind of like the basketball compound. That's why they have they have all this stuff. There's plenty of space for for basketball. So mm. yeah. it's gonna be dope. And they also, uh, from what I heard, they're gonna have um, the franchise or the team's um, court. So they're gonna bring that with them as well too. Oh, I nice. think they're gonna change it every time um, the home team or away team plays. And someone said that they're gonna incorporate some like sound effects. Um, there as well too so you kind of have like a simulated crowd which I was talking about episodes ago as well too so um, I think it's going to be dope as well do you think eight games is enough to get into the play I mean to basically to go straight into the playoffs obviously they're going to have a training camp a little bit before that probably mid-July early July but yeah I think for what it's worth it's uh they're doing they're doing it the right way you know some training camp I mean granted this is like a glorified like summer league like championship in a way bruh yeah, i was just about to ask you about that because you were, okay you know mm-hmm. you know what were you, you going to ask me exactly no because i remember a couple episodes ago um i was like yo will this have like a little asterisk to it and you basically said yes yeah. in a sense i don't think so i mean if everyone's at a disadvantage um then why not uh i'm not i'm not saying it's gonna have asterisks to it because everybody's not on the same playing field or mm-hmm. is is you know on a different plan, but I'm saying it's gonna have asterisks next to it because, in the grand scheme of history and basketball and what has came before and what will come after it, per se, yeah. like there's not gonna be this again, really. Okay, I mean, but from a timeline a, standpoint. But what about the lockout in the late '90s or the lockout um, when LeBron and Autumn won a championship? Um. Those were shortened seasons. They were shortened seasons. Speaking. They played 66 games. I think this would be 68 almost. Um, I think because of the reason that basketball hasn't been played mm-hmm. uh, more than anything, and then plus you do, you, you do stack it up with the time. So yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say a lockout season, honestly. I think this is something totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's just my thinking. Uh, just, uh, you know, one was holding out because of money. This is a health. This is that's this true. is not just, oh, I, and I, I'm not going to say this because athletes should get paid, right? I'm, I'm of that assumption. And if the owners are getting buku money, then 
the kids that are in the league for one or two years should have enough money to take care of themselves and this, that, and the third, and should be, you know, financially uh, set for 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 a given amount of time. Uh, but but because everybody's dealing with these real world problems outside of what is the job, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's mental, it's social, it's everything. It's not just basketball related now, yeah. you know. So when we look back to this year, to this to this time, maybe it's one year, a two year period where this all is going on, we'll be like, yo, like that happened, and this basketball happened then, and and it could be a good and a bad thing. It could be like, yo, well, that was the season when all this happened, you know, the COVID nineteen and stuff like that, and it could be yo, they powered through COVID nineteen in the shortened season and they prevailed. So it's gonna run hand in hand. It's gonna be some pros and cons to it, but I, I put an asterisk beside it for multiple reasons, and you know, that's how that's how it goes for me. I'm just a little worried about like, <clears throat> you know, obviously they're gonna have a only essential personnel there as well too, but I'm assuming that the coaching staff and the players, the refs and whatnot would have to stay on site at all times. Yeah. Um, but my thing is like, what about the media and whatnot? Are they, and obviously they're gonna be allowed access, but are they gonna be, you know, are they gonna be there too? Um, how safe are we gonna be with COVID testing? How often are we gonna test them for COVID Fine. as well too? And then let's say, what if it's the Western Conference Finals and the Clippers are playing the Lakers and LeBron or Kawhi or whoever, a superstar, PG, um, AD, get tested positive for coronavirus? Very then, true. Like, do they just not play and, they, and the show goes on? Like, what happens with that? You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I'm worried about, like, testing as well. Uh, that's that's huge because... And, and, and it makes the league walk a two-way streak, right? So... I wouldn't be surprised if down, later down the road, like, we figure out that, yo, like, maybe testing wasn't going how they said testing was going to go. They were just kind of pushing people through because, they, I mean, say it's game seven in the finals and LeBron has coronavirus, <laughs> but he's asymptomatic, you know? You're going you're gonna to tell your, your moneymaker not to play or, you know, so that's, that's going to walk the line. And we probably would never – they'll probably burn that file up and, and, you know, lock it, throw away the key, and boom. But – uh I, I can see them, you know, signing waivers and stuff like that, saying, yo, whatever, like a whatever happens, happens kind of waiver and stuff like that. Uh, but it, it's, it's a tricky it's a tricky line, bro. It's it's very, very tricky. It's very, very tricky. I'm a sicko. Um, <laughs> What's up? I feel like, you know, you know get tested, um, like, right, probably, I'll, okay, so I think they're not getting there until mid-June, I mean, yeah. mid-July. So obviously, if you do get exposed to coronavirus, you have a two-week stint. So get tested July 31st. If you're positive, be isolated, get retested, come back, join your team, it's whatever. While the season, while the regular season starts and you know, while the playoffs go on, if no one ain't showing no symptoms, then I ain't testing nobody. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the problem. All right. That that's what <laughs> You're sick. Cause, okay. cause, cause I, I could go deeper. I could I could take it from from from, from, from COVID testing nah, to nah nah nah. nah, nah. nah. <laughs> be cool, be cool, be cool, nah, be cool, be cool. Yo yo yo. So and that my know. friends is what I hope the NBA doesn't do. Adam Silva, don't do that. All right, that's definitely a David I'm Stern kidding. trick. That's a hat trick, boy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just, I, I just don't want the. We're I not just, gonna get any NBA guest stars to come up here after I, that. I, I can see it now, bro. 
LeBron gets tested positive, and they just say, "All right, we're just gonna cancel everything." <laughs> it's like it's like when you had a concussion playing like football or something in high school, and like coaches like, "But can you play? Right. You, you can run. All right, get back out there." But coach, I got a concussion. Nah, 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 nah. No, Go ahead. Nah, I was kidding. I just want to see what you're gonna say as well. Too obviously, if you get tested, you ain't playing and whatnot as well. But that would be. Should have. I was NBA. I'll tell them to go back down there and play too. <laughs> just a thought in my head. Um, if I'm well, NBA, you're not fucking up my money. Yeah. So obviously there's you know a good amount of teams um, that are going to be ninth through thirteenth. So we got the New Orleans Pelicans. We got the San Antonio Spurs. So that's nine, ten. We got the Portland Trailblazers. We got the Phoenix Suns, and I think we have the Sacramento Kings, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was going to say well, I was going to ask you who do you think um, has the best shot at getting the A seed, um, but before that. Um, there was actually a report earlier today, and uh, basically LaMarcus Aldridge, apparently um, the Spurs announced today that LaMarcus Aldridge had a surgical procedure performed on his right shoulder. So that's going to cause them to not be a part of the last remaining seasons and a potential Fish. playing for the AFC as well, too. So already at disadvantage when you, you, when you lose one of your superstars or franchise players on that team as well. But with that being said... <clears throat> Uh, who you think has the best shot at getting, um, you know, the the last seed, the last the last spot in the in the East and in the West? So we, I guess we can start off with the West, and you can go to the East. How are they doing? Is it best of twenty two now? Like so, it's best of twenty two. It's twenty two teams. I know how many teams is it? So only sixteen teams are gonna go. Oh, we're gonna go to the finals. The okay, yeah. okay, and they're gonna still do the East and the West. Yeah, East and West. So okay, it's not like okay. Yeah. I thought they were gonna blow it all the way up. And you said who has the best shot of getting what? Yeah, the AFC. In the West? Yeah. Obviously, the Memphis are ahead as well, too. But like I said, if you're four games behind the eighth seed after those eight games are played, whoever's the ninth seed will be playing the eighth seed. If the ninth seed, when they do the play if the ninth seed wins one game, then they have to play another game. But if the eighth seed for that play-in wins that first game, then there's no second game to be determined. Um, I'm going to go Pelicans. Pelicans? Yeah. Why the Pelicans? Um, and this is probably I should have asked this question first, but to get the AFC, so who's fighting for the AFC? The Memphis is the Pelicans and Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. I mean, honestly, I don't want to see San Antonio play without Marcus Aldridge. I don't either. Uh, I don't want to see De'Aaron Fox. I don't want to see. De- I, I I love Devin Booker, and they they very well could go six and zero or something like that. But I don't want to. So see it's just that a preference either. thing, you know. It's just like a. I would love to see Zion in the playoffs at this point, you know? I guess that, all right, so obviously we know Memphis, you know, is right there on the cusp of everything. But I guess my question for you is okay. what I'm really trying to say okay. is with all those teams that are playing for the A spot, who has the best shot at matching up or putting some form of fear anyway. into the Los Angeles Lakers? Pelicans. Pelicans? I mean, I, I mean we've seen that. LeBron and them were kind of unfazed, but we also saw like clips of Zion like having his way down there. Granted, it was a regular season game, regular you know, we're not going to go game. all out and stuff like that. I think John Morant would fight his tail off, but at this point, it's kind of just him fighting down there mm-hmm. too. So I think it, w- it would just be 
better from a narrative standpoint just to see LeBron and 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 Zion match up in a way. Yeah. Um, I'd have to disagree with you okay. as well. I would definitely go with Portland. I think one of the weaknesses You didn't say Portland. I said out of all the teams I'm that sorry. are for the AC. Well, yeah, I would love to see Portland yeah, down there. That's, that's, that's I'm not I'm not betting is. against Dame Dollar. You didn't say Portland. When I asked you, I was like, ooh, down there. We're gonna replay the footage it, and you're gonna look it, at it. Yeah, here. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at crazy, but uh said, I'm gonna look crazy. Out of all the teams fighting for the AFC, Portland shot. Portland. All right, yeah. That's what I was Jeez. saying. All right, but I look. said I said Portland. Check me out though. Okay. Check me out though. <laughs> a few weeks ago, Dan wasn't playing. <laughs> but yeah, I was, what? Yeah, Dan ain't messing around and get them out of there mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Yeah, not saying it's gonna happen. How, how's the big man on on Portland? Is he still everyone's out? healthy except for Rodney Hood who tore really? The yeah, Nurk was supposed to come back a week later. So Nurk is good. They got Nurk, Whiteside, Mello, Ariza, Dane. That's interesting. The um, Seer Little. Uh, Everybody, bro. That, they, that that would be a very interesting series. I think it can go six games. Um, I know they always say the regular season different from the playoffs and whatnot, which is the case. But yeah. there's no one like I think the Lakers struggle more so with guards as opposed to forwards and bigs. Yeah. So I think Dame and CJ McCollum will definitely give them a run for their money, and they got the bigs yeah. to actually you know go head to head with JaVel McGee and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard when you got yeah. Nurkic and you got Whiteside on and Zach Collins as well too. So I think it would be dope um as well too. So that that was my answer and I guess that's your answer. It is my answer too. Uh, right that's now. my answer. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um <laughs> so obviously it's a little weird since this you know there's 13 teams on the on the west and only nine teams on the east. So basically it's the Wizards and, and the Magic. Um I don't know yet, but from based on from a few weeks ago when John Wall came out all the smoke, he said he's 110%. Jeez. So I'm assuming he's going to come back. How would you like to see that matchup with the Washington Wizards if they get the A seed over Orlando going up against the Bucks? Did John Wall say he's not, is he coming back? For this? I, all I heard was he was 110%. There's no official ruling yet if he's saw, playing or not. I think I saw something where he said he wasn't going to come he's, back. He's not coming back? I think I saw something mm-hmm. where they were like, no, he's not going to come back till next season. Okay. I okay. think I I think I think did. I think I, I think I can. But um, And they would be matched up against who? Uh, the Bucks. If they got the AFC. Okay, interesting. That would be tough. That would be tough. That would be tough. Uh. I would love to see it. I would love to see it if John was playing. But playing, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a Bill fanatic too. I'm, I got love for my DC guys. So honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I'm okay. gonna hold. All right, cool. I think it'll be I think it'll be give Brad a chance to to shine even more too. Yeah. So why not? My and my thing is too. Um, it's like, damn. Are you surprised uh, that that Kyrie and and KD said they're not playing? I'm not surprised yeah. at all because. If we're being honest, if this is a continuation of the nineteen twenty season, they weren't going to play regardless as well, too. So mm-hmm. I understand. And they're your franchise players, your cornerstone players, cornerstone players. Um, and with Kyrie with the shoulder injury, KD a year removed from his Achilles, I don't see them playing at all. So no. if I'm them, I'm trying to get 110% because there's rumors that the NBA season may start as early as December. Even though that shit may go in as long as October, yeah. they need to change that around. That's that's a short turnaround time to Very much you know does. rest up and, and get ready. But are you surprised at all? Um, no, nah. no, no, 
Mm-hmm. I th- I'm glad Katie's not touching the basketball. Yeah, yeah, he don't need to, man. He don't need to. Um, and we already got you know a great amount of storylines as well too. Sheesh, yeah, um, going on in the East and overall in the NBA as well. Um, do you think the fact that because you know players, teams, or whatever, they all fight all year long to get home home court advantage at least for one round or whatnot. Um, ideally, you want home court, you know throughout the series, I mean, throughout the entire the playoffs as well, too. Um, do you think it's going to be a little bit more competitive since there's no quote-unquote crowd that's going to be there as well, too? Obviously, it's kind of, it's kind of depending on how they set things up, to me, it kind of feels like a lot of pickup games that are going on, organized pickup games. But um, do you feel like it's going to be a, a little bit more competitive? Because obviously, when you're at home, your role players step up and whatnot. But yeah. if, there's, if, that's not into, if that's not a factor... Do you feel like you can see the role players playing a little bit more consistent at home and away games and it being more competitive? I think at this point it's just basketball, bro. It's yeah. all the best players in one gym, mm-hmm. uh, one site, you know. And who knows? Maybe it, it, it'll be uh, – and I'm not sure how they're exactly going to do this, you know, trying to keep so many people in and out. But Florida's been open. Maybe the other teams are already going to be there in a way. And I'm not sure how NBA actually – operates how it would be but I think it's going to be so new to other players that if you know you were maybe sent home you they've already been sitting at home for three months or so they might just stay and watch the games so it's not going to be fans but it'll be it'll be a judgment of your peers you know so so it all is it's just basketball it's pickup in that sense you know it's pickup in like yo all all it is is hoopers in here we're gonna do what we're gonna do you know we're gonna see who the best we're gonna see who Real, real to the ground, no theatrics and all that stuff like that. So, it, it it takes it up a notch in there. Of course, we want the fans to ooh and ah. The fans are gonna see it regardless. So, really, you are just playing for your namesake. You playing, yo. We out back with it, like yo, one on one. You know, my my five against your five. Let's let's get it. So, uh, it's a new experience. It's a, it's a new notch, and it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. You know what I hated? Uh, obviously, Adam Silver is very progressive and whatnot, but one idea that I don't like after I've seen a couple of years of it is how they withhold awards until after um, the playoffs are over with. Normally, you used to get those awards in like the first round of playoffs. Yeah. They I should mean, give them out. Now, they should just give it out like yeah. during, no, during that span. Yeah. They should just give it out because yeah. that just adds more, fi- more, more fuel, fuel to the to fire. fire. So, I need, I need to see all that. I, I, I need to see all that, yeah. all that. Um, my next question for you was, who are your sleepers um, or your dark horse teams, you know, in the East and then in the West? We can start off with the East. In the East? Uh, Who's your dark horse team? Um, in the East? I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it Toronto. Toronto. I'll give it... Just Arty, one Arty. team, just one team. Just one team? Yeah. Toronto. Why? Uh, all this talk about you know the Bucks. Um, I think Philly's not really where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Not Toronto. Boston. That's your dark horse. Hmm. Dark horse. I, I, I got torn. I got. I got to look at it. I got to look at. It. I'm trying just to d- define dark horse in my mind. But you know what? I think Boston, with the way Jason Tatum was playing, was getting a lot more love. I think the Greek freak was really pushing them, and that being a smaller market team, uh, where are the Pacers at in the in the thing? They're probably anywhere between fourth and sixth. Fourth and sixth. Mm. Um, 
I think my dark horse to actually win it and get it done is Toronto. They're the defending champs. They can get it done. I think another dark horse, and Victor Oladipo has been coming along. Who knows if he has a you know basketball hoop in his house or whatever like that. But the kid's raw, and I always you know vouch for him. And I think Indiana, a dark horse as well. Yeah. Um, see, it's really tough for me because, like I said, that home court advantage really matters. But like you said, it's just basketball, bro. It's You're literally just hooping. Uh, my dark horse for the East, I was torn between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm probably going to lean towards the 76ers because yeah. Ben Simmons had an injury and then Joel Embiid was injured as well too. So um, I think if they come together, I think they could get to the finals um, as well yeah. too. I didn't really count. Toronto as a dark horse or anything like that because they've been consistent all year, have the second best record as well, too. But the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers have underperformed when they have two superstars and three all four all-star caliber players with Al Horford, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and uh, Tobias Harris, I don't see why they couldn't get it done as well, too. Um, what about you with the West? The West? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A dark horse for the West. Hmm. Denver. Denver? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I would go with... So, when I say dark horse, who would you expect to get further than they should have gotten? Further? Portland again. That's your dark horse? Way further than they should have gotten coming yeah. in from the eighth seed. Yeah. And granted, they got Dame, so it's not really a dark horse thing, but further than they should have gotten. Uh, yeah, uh, Portland. And if I was to go just to somebody that just is not shining light on you know, we're having all this conversation to stand up there. I think Denver, well-coached team, solid players, uh, you know, Joker over there, Murray over there, just some people that could, you know, give people some fits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I had a feeling you are going to choose Denver um, as well. I'm going to go with OKC. Um, mm, interesting. I'm going to go with OKC because – I think they can at least get to the second round as well, too. Um, when you got the resurgence and the rest from Chris Paul, um, who is the ultimate floor general, um, I think they could do some damage, man. I think they could do some, do some damage. They got a good mix of veterans mixed with um, young talent. I think they can take care of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they upset a team and they go to the second round to play the Lakers or the Clippers, to be honest. That'd be dope. Because I, 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 I think in seven games, no home field advantage. You just hooping. I think they can beat Dallas. I think they can beat Utah. I think they can beat Denver. I think they can beat Houston as well, too. So, um, yeah, that's my dark horse right there. That's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. I feel that. I like yeah, that. let's go. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 82 of the season show. Finally back, non-virtual. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe, rate, comment, share, at Cersei's, at The Season Show, at Trade XXIV. Any closing words? Um, Yes. All right. Black lives, black men, women, children, your grandmother, your aunt, your, your friend, it is not a social media trend. It is not one day, pick it up, next day, put it down. It is not, let me go see why my friend is hurting or crying, and then, oh, okay, boom, let me go back into my house and then say, oh, I support it, Black Lives Matter, 
this, that, and the third. It is not something just to post. It is not an excuse to post yourself. It is not an excuse to to do a trend or it's not trendy. It's not you know that. But but they'll make you believe it's trendy. Tap in tap into the real source, to the real problem, to the real message. We're crying out because people that look like me and Sir Caesar's are dying. People that look like you know you know your best friends are dying. Okay, people that that have been underprivileged for years are dying and it doesn't make any sense other than the system has been set up to 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 kill us and do it that way and make money off our backs. It is not a trend. It's not trendy. All right. If you're going to use social media, use it the right way. Right. Forward the cause. Say uh, uh, tell people to vote. All right. Tell people to to take their money from a certain company and put it in a different company that might be supporting the cause, the movement. All right. And 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 one, stay in power, stay in peace, unplug sometimes. All right. You got love for me. I got love for you. Yo, this is episode eighty two. You already know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, just to add to that, uh, just it's basic, man. Just treat others the way you want to be treated. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day. This is the perfect time to use your voice. Use your voice for action. And and let's let's be about change. So on that note, we out. Power to the people.